Welcome to Growing Potatoes Podcast, where we cover all things love, dating, and married life. We're your newlywed hosts, Keegan and Faith Von Atzigen. Thank you so much for joining us this episode. Feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at Growing Potatoes or comment below on our page. Show us some love, guys. You're why we do this. You're listening to episode six. So this week's spud moment is probably one of the most embarrassing, um, the most humbling that we've had. (laughs) And it's tying into what we're talking about today. Um, But so Keegan and I, some of one of our love languages is wrestling. And I didn't grow up with brothers, so I didn't really get to wrestle. Keegan did. And sometimes it's just good to get your get your adrenaline pumping where you're having to get yourself out of a headlock. So Keegan and I like, (laughs) we like wrestling. So we were wrestling one time and he decided to like wrestle and get real. (laughs) You can't even go to the part of the story that's next. (laughs) Just say it. We were wrestling on the bed. Yes, we were wrestling on the bed. Just wrestling. Not sexually in any way, shape or form. I promise. It was all headlocks and i pull hair sometimes i play a little dirty keegan plays nice but anyway we were wrestling and it was like really hardcore he was like definitely winning uh but i uh (laughs) (laughs) finish the story where did what goes next (laughs) okay so basically we were wrestling on the bed and (laughs) I'm just laughing because the one person we told this to was like, oh, wrestling, wrestling, uh." wrestling, right. (laughs) And the thing is, we totally knew it wasn't sexual at all, but we had never told anyone the story before. And we're like, wow, that actually sounds really sexual. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, we were cordially, friendly (laughs) wrestling. (laughs) And um, we were on our bed, which is basically like what would you say three and a half feet off the floor high it is a very high bed like i've had nightmares of falling off this bed you have to jump to get into it like the bed rests at my chest standing like when i'm standing it's like yeah yeah you have to run and put your foot on the baseboard and hop up it's really tall and so we were wrestling on this and i've tried to pushed Keegan off multiple times just to mess him around but I was like oh this is the time this is the moment where I could push him off the bed make him fall um and kind of laugh about it and so he was like about to like pounce on me and I was like oh okay I know what I'll do I'll start rolling towards the edge of the bed so his momentum will take him off the bed and then I'll do a death grip onto the bed so he just keeps rolling and I stay on the bed so he he does it classic Keegan move and so I start rolling towards the edge of the bed and his momentum is taking him off the corner of the bed and he feels it and he grabs onto me like he's trying to save his life which he is like this this bed could kill you if you're falling off it's really scary and he latched on to me and we started falling off of our three and a half foot bed 
and I literally felt my stomach drop. That's how high of a fall it is. It was like falling in slow motion. Yes, we, we just, both we realized. We eye contact shoot. in the air. <laughs> yeah. We're like, dang it. We just fell off this bed. Our biggest fear of owning this bed has now come true. And we landed, you know, not painlessly. I think, I think at you all. landed on top of me, so I think I cushioned your blow. No, you didn't. I. Like, it was like elbows into stomachs and knees into <laughs> chest like it was not a graceful fall but it was so embarrassing like i can't believe we just fell off the bed that's like a kindergarten move. well for a second we just looked at each other and then we busted out laughing because it was just yeah it was it was just like it unbelievable was <laughs> it was like why did <laughs> we're crazy what just happened and then we just couldn't help but laugh about it now we have a a shorter bed so oh yeah 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 we're not afraid to fall off the bed now (laughs) (laughs) except our floor is harder now unfortunately yeah well anyways this episode is continuing into part two of our staying together series Um, we're going to be talking about what we do to stay together and what we plan to keep on doing so that we have a long and fruitful marriage Yeah, like we said last week, we are no marriage or relationship experts, but we are very reflective, um, constantly reflecting on what has worked on keeping us close together and really being proactive for our future because um, our goal is to be married forever. That is why we got married. Um, And so just wanting to open up some conversation about things that have helped us draw closer together um and create this foundation of our first year and a half of marriage so one of the things that brought us closer together um was understanding each other's bodies and our movement um and we're not talking like sexually yet but um although that's a huge part and we'll get to that later um but our world was forever changed when we learned about body knowledge, body prejudice, which is um, something I learned in my dance program at school. And um, I believe we were still dating at the time, right? When Mm -hmm. I learned about it. And um, when I shared body knowledge, body prejudice to Keegan, it was like we could understand each other on a whole new level. um, And it connected us in a way that we weren't connected before so you want to share about body knowledge real quick yes from what faith has taught me uh over the years is that body knowledge we take in information about the world through our bodies that's our medium of taking in information and so as we mature we become very keen but subconsciously aware of other people's movement yeah and that body knowledge is how we can see someone that we know like say your best friend is walking in a hoodie in front of you and you know you can't really see who it is but you're like that looks like my friend even though you can't see any part of their body whatsoever you know your friend's movement because you've been around them enough and you've been subconsciously um observing how they move some of their mannerisms just how they carry their weight um and so it's something that we're very aware of but we're not always consciously aware of. Um, And so when we become conscious of our subconscious, then we start, um, we can start making changes and start using that information to better our relationship. Yeah. 
And another part of that is body prejudice. And that's categorizing and generalizing and interpreting movement based on your past experiences. That's the prejudices that your body has. And so it's kind of like um, body prejudice is kind of like where our whole life we've observed what elderly people walking might look like. Or what someone who has pain in their leg might look like, having a limp. Or someone who's shy might have a little less core support and have their shoulders rounded forward and have their gaze towards the ground a little more. And so we basically create these prejudices based on the people that have been surrounded, uh, that we've been surrounded with our entire lives. And so whenever we enter a new environment, the prejudices that we carry of movement Um, automatically get placed on people we're around even though they might not necessarily be true and so Keegan and I quickly realized what prejudices we held uh, movement wise and physically towards each other and um, it wasn't until we were like uh, it wasn't until we communicated what our prejudices were and became aware of our own movement prejudices that we were able to uncategorize the other person yeah i think what really made me understand it was when you were telling me about it and you explained how a body prejudice could be you had a traumatic experience happen maybe during the winter season in your past and so every year when it becomes cold and snowy you get a little bit more um like back into that depressive state just because your body prejudice is this equals that my past experience came along at this time. And so every time that comes around, you start to feel that again. And that really helped me understand like how you could develop body prejudices based on different things in your past. Yeah. And that, that even goes true for me. I, one of my most favorite, like most warming memories in my life were summers, like evenings in the summers where the sun stays up longer and I would ride my bike outside or we would be at the park playing and so I still have like very um I just have so much joy in the summer evenings when I feel the breeze and like the sun's very lightly setting I literally feel so much joy and that's because our bodies keep this record of experiences um based on like Keegan was saying, the weather or the people were around. I think that's even too why people realize they love Christmas so much is because their bodies will be around more people than usual. And so they're more social. They're with people that they're very comfortable with and they can sit back and relax. Um, And so I think that's why a lot of people feel joy around Christmas time too. Um, Or, you know, feel tense um, and anxious in different seasons. Um, But that also has to go with physical touch and affection too. Uh, And our prejudice is based on ways we were shown or not shown affection earlier in our life. Yeah, I think one of the earliest situations that we had in our relationship was when we were, uh, I think we were with a group of friends or something and you kind of brushed my hair with your fingers. Um, You were just kind of, getting a strand of hair out of my forehead or something. And I was, I kind of like shrugged you off. I was like, no, I don't want you to do that. Yeah. I was like, what? (laughs) Like just running my fingers through your hair lightly. Yeah. She she did it very lovingly. And I was just like, no, no, stop, stop. And that was because that's how my mom would comfort me when I was a kid. Like maybe I was sick or not feeling well. And I was laying in bed. She would 
just be by my side brushing my hair over my forehead and I associated that with kind of like a motherly love and so when she was doing that uh to my hair when we were around friends and peers and stuff I just felt like a little kid again and I was like no I want I don't want I don't want that (laughs) yeah and I was like what is wrong like this is affectionate and kind of functional I'm just helping you get like hair out of your face yeah but that was a body prejudice that I didn't even know I had that kind of like resurfaced right then and there and I was like I associate this this touch that you're giving to a certain thing and it's like it's clashing with my situation that I'm in right now. Yeah, and it, it's come up other times too and I've had to remind myself, okay, okay, like he thinks that's motherly, that's not wife-like. <laughs> and let me, like obviously it's fine in different context, but... Uh, yeah, I think if we were like at home alone, I would have been fine with it, but you know, it just, in that context, it just felt off. Yeah, so it's once Keegan was aware of that body prejudice and made me aware of it, I then knew in the future, okay, although running fingers through someone's hair um, is something that, you know, spouses do to each other all the time, when I do this in a public setting, Keegan feels uncomfortable, and so I shouldn't do this. (laughs) Um, And so uh, I've had to become aware of my body prejudices as well. Keegan and I Um, both move at very different paces. I'm from Southern California, very fast paced. We're always moving. We're always going. Keegan's from, you know, small town, South, Southern boy, like really slower moving, you know, very patient. Um, And so even our premarital counseling, our counselor said um, that your approaches to leisure time um, might cause conflict because Faith's version of leisure time might be very um, active and let's go out and hike and swim and, you know, let's go do, do things during our leisure time. And Keegan's approach to leisure time is let's just stay home and read and watch movies. And so the way we move and the pace in which we move is different as well. And I had to realize that, okay, just because Keegan's moving at a slow pace doesn't mean he's not progressing or he's not wanting to get somewhere as much as I am because I kind of saw moving slowly as not wanting to be urgent or not being very um, enthusiastic about doing something and he's just as enthusiastic as me he just (laughs) moves at a one pace I literally walk slower yeah Yeah. (laughs) and moves at one pace and he's the only person I know that will be running late and still drive five miles under the speed limit (laughs) I had to throw that in there it's okay um and so i just encourage you to um ask yourself in different times of the year or in experiencing affection from your partner or even a family member why is this uncomfortable why is this really comforting what is my past with this um with this type of movement or this time of year um what what am i what prejudices might I be putting on other people um, because of my past experience? And when in the past has my expectations of other people been um, proven wrong because of how I assessed their body posture or their movement style or how they're using their hands and being very expressive? Like, (laughs) just 
analyzing those things and seeing, okay, how is this person different than the other people in my past that I know with these um, same tendencies? Yeah, we really think that this body prejudice uh, knowledge really can help you in your relationship as you start to decode why there are certain things that bug you and you just don't know why. As you kind of dig down deep into uh, your past, you can unlock that subconscious where you didn't know why something was the way it was, but now you can understand, oh, it's my body prejudice. And that we've seen it really help our marriage just knowing how to communicate with each other. Yeah, and that kind of goes into just using body language overall. I think Keegan and I um, are very aware of our body language just because of my dance major and being aware of movement constantly. Um, And so we've really made a conscious effort to um, serve each other with our body language. So for instance, like if we're in a disagreement I don't like it when someone crosses their arms or if we sit far apart. Uh, I don't like it when people raise their voices when we're in an argument. It doesn't help anything. And Keegan can agree he doesn't like those things either. So um, in an argument, we people usually want to be very distant. They don't want to make eye contact. Their body is basically saying, let me either be as far away from this person as possible or be defensive or let me get as confrontational and up in this person's face as possible. And so I think one thing that Keegan and I are very aware of when we're having a disagreement is breathing deeply, staying calm, being close to each other, you know, possibly holding hands, talking in a low tone. We often (laughs) hug through our arguments sometimes. And I even told Keegan before we got married, if I ever tried to you know, distance myself from you after an argument. Come to me and don't let me distance myself. Yep. And I'm telling you, basically after all, any disagreement we have, it ends with snuggling. It really does because um, our body language affects how we react to other people. And so if we're very closed off, if we have our arms crossed, if we're rolling our eyes, turning away, from this person, we're not going to resolve anything. But if we keep our bodies open, um, our hands open, holding our hands with our partner, sitting close to them, um, we're more receptive and more conscious of them and realizing, okay, this argument's not about me. It's about them. I don't need to be on defense right now. We're both on offense working together. Yeah. Another method is to just fight naked. (laughs) A wise man once said, just fight naked we don't do that (laughs) maybe we should try it (laughs) just let me know next next argument you know i have a bone to pick with you right now i think (laughs) you know i i have a serious argument to have right now i think we're good (laughs) clothes are staying on um as we finish this podcast (laughs) no promises about after oh god okay um we love each other. Another thing about body talk, obviously, is intimacy. And within the covenant of marriage, obviously, your bodies are created literally for the other person. Um, and so one thing that's very important, too, is just that we're using our bodies to serve our spouse's needs. Um, since marriage is a sacrifice, sometimes that requires um, learning and unlearning physical body language habits that might be detrimental, both just 
in a normal day-to-day basis and sexually um, that might be detrimental to your relationship in some way. The same way I love my brothers by punching them on the shoulder is not the same way I love my wife physically. Yeah, and if you're, um, you know, someone with a traumatic sexual past in some way, um, different things can trigger you uh, based on your body's record and body's knowledge um, that your spouse might have no clue about or not be aware of and you might not be even aware of um, until you're in that circumstance and so just being open and honest with communication and um, understanding that you're there to sacrifice you're there to give or to withdraw from whatever your partner needs is super important for staying together keeping your relationship strong and growing that is real good babe that's good (laughs) Thanks, love. And um, so we just highly, highly encourage you to keep researching what we've talked about here, body knowledge, body prejudice. Um, We could see if we could include a video link that kind of goes into it a little bit more in our bio. Um, But it is extremely important that you not only learn how to communicate with your words, but communicate with your body. Communication is mostly body language it's something like between 60 and 80 percent so we hope this was helpful in some way it was helpful to me and i already knew it all (laughs) good as you know we end every growing potatoes podcast with a quote and this quote is one of my favorites from um the legend martha graham um and she says the body never lies so although your words may lie your body never lies (laughs) and she should know because she's one of the best dancers ever yes she's one of the mothers of modern dance um so please 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 five star rate us right now go down there press that five stars um and comment on our page share this with someone um just get the word out we love doing this podcast and it's your encouragement and your comments that keep us going Make sure you go and follow us on Instagram and DM us any spud moments that you have. Yes, we need spud moments. We want to know your spud moments. Yes, we want to share our listeners' crazy, embarrassing stories of beautiful love. (laughs) Yes. So uh, this has been an awesome podcast. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.